Hey everybody, Richard Maxwell here. Welcome to another episode of the Creativity in Music and Music Education podcast. So happy to have you here with us today to listen. Please remember you can always find out more about the Arcadia High School Creative Musical Arts and Sciences program at ArcadiaCMAS.com, and you can always find me at RichardMaxwell.net. The podcast is free up on iTunes. You can also find it many other places where you might subscribe to podcasts, and please do subscribe and encourage others to do so as well and listen and check out what we do here. Uh, this week's episode, we are talking about what happens when a band replaces members and continues on as the band, uh, when that works, when it doesn't work, um, when that should happen, when that shouldn't happen. Uh, we talked a lot of different examples from when bands uh, break up and get back together, uh, perhaps when artists are um, no longer wanting to work together, uh, sometimes when a band member maybe passes away, but the rest of the band wants to continue on, and any number of other possible scenarios. A really good conversation with uh, a group of CMAS students today for you, and uh, here we go. Okay, so I thought this week, um, <coughs> here's, what, here's what I wanted to, what, wanted, to, um, wanted to talk to you guys about. First of all, let's go around the room really quick just to say who's here um, for whoever may be listening. Okay, I'm Emma. I'm in the first, I'm in first period. There you and go. I And I barely talk, so. That's okay, Yay! but you do talk and say good stuff. Next. I'm Andrew. Hey, Andrew. Thanks for being here. I'm George. George. Yeah. I'm the guy who's been in every podcast. Bonham. Other podcasts. <laughs> every podcast. Bon Bonham. Bonham. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. And I'm Carson. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So here's what I want to talk to you guys about. I want to give you just a, I want to give you a tiny bit of background first before, before you respond. And I want to preface this by saying that this topic in general, you could sort of divide up into a couple different categories. But just this last week... Um, there was a, a TV show um, that had a live performance of a very iconic band. You may be a fan of them, you may not be. Um, the band is Fleetwood Mac. They oh, appeared for the first time, I believe, live since reforming without Lindsey Buckingham um, on The Ellen Show. I happen to like The Ellen Show. I love Fleetwood Mac. Um, I think as a rhythm section, it's very hard to dispute the significance of their work. I think you've got iconic singers and songwriters throughout that band, Christine McVie, um, uh, Stevie Nicks, and up until fairly recently, um, Lindsey Buckingham. They have a long history of lots of different people coming in and out of that band, but the classic lineup of that band has always included those five people, um, for better or worse. Um, they replaced Lindsey Buckingham with two additional musicians. One is Mike Campbell, who is, um, was Tom Petty's, basically his partner um, for Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, somebody who is arguably a, an incredibly gifted musician, um, frankly, very underrated guitar player, I would say. Um, but it's not like he's a, nobody's heard of him and he hasn't done anything. This is a serious um, musician in, in the world of rock music, certainly a very accomplished one, brilliant, brilliant musician. The other guy that they got was a guy named Neil Finn, um, Crowded House fame, who you may or may not know, but he's like, he's an incredibly important singer-songwriter in his own right. These are not, like, nobodies that, you know, people hadn't heard of before they got a lucky situation brought in. These were people that are friends with other members of Fleetwood Mac who were brought in because they just felt like the chemistry would work and everything else. And it was interesting watching this performance. It wasn't bad, but it didn't feel like the Fleetwood Mac that everybody was kind of used to. 
and it had a different kind of vibe about it. And one of the things about that you could maybe argue was, well, the band is, you know, they're older now, yeah. which is true. And maybe if Lindsay had still been in the band, it still would have had this kind of mellower vibe about it anyway. Um, they haven't played a lot together. Uh, they don't do a lot of television performance. There's any number of reasons that you could use as why it happened. But it got me thinking about when bands replace members and the blowback from fans, whether it's justified or not, when's a good idea? KISS is right now continually in this whole struggle of are they replacing the members or are they replacing the image of the members because of the makeup? And there's been talk that like Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley have made comments like KISS could theoretically go on forever because it's not about them, it's about the iconic makeup. And there was a whole big thing, and there still is for some people, about whether... The two, uh, the new, the, well, he's not really new anymore, but whether the, the Eric current, and Tommy. whether Eric and Tommy should be wearing the cat makeup and the Starman. I think it's okay. Star, or, or the, the, the Spaceman makeup. I, well, still, I want well, to get good. to that, but hold on a second. <laughs> hold on a second. I, I want to get to them as two. But then you have another situation that I think is worth considering, which is a band like Queen, where they didn't throw Freddie Mercury out. He didn't decide to retire. He's unfortunately no longer with us. So they either have to replace him or there is no version of Queen under any circumstance to exist. Yeah. Um, you know, Journey has done this. Yeah. Steve Perry has said in recent interviews, he's perfectly fine with it. He, it's not his gig anymore, and he's okay with that, but it's hard to tell if that's he's just saying it to be nice or if he's not. Foreigner has licensed the name of the band to the point, and I've seen them recently, and they're really, really good. For a period of time, there was no original members of the band Foreigner in the band Foreigner on tour with them, but they still were going out to massive venues and being really, really successful. So my question is... I made the mistake of buying that live album with like none of the original yeah. members. But it's well played. It's Maybe not. <laughs> I don't... I mean, there, and there's a whole... What are they just like there's Foreigner, a, though, so I mean, is it really ever well played? Ah. Well played. It's usually very well played. The difference with foreigners, most people don't know the names of the members of the band. In all seriousness, most people know the band. They don't realize who's in it. And that's, all, that's another part of it. But my question more generally in all seriousness is, is there a point where you go, you know what, guys or girls or whoever, like, it's time to just let it go? Or is it worth when they're, you know, when is it okay to replace? When is it not? What are those lines? And, and like I said, those are, you know, Fleetwood Mac, Kiss, um, Queen, to me, are three really good examples of three very different circumstances. Sepultura. <laughs> okay. They did that. That's nice. They, they, the main two guys right. who, like, created Sepultura in their basement right. or They're in gone. their room, whatever. They're not even in Sepultura anymore. No, why did, they, no just, but why did they leave? I don't remember why they left. They were being limited by the other members. That, that, I think that okay, is so it was a creative difference like, issue. Yeah, yeah, they started, like, a new, a new band. It's like... It's a Cavalier it's Conspiracy, okay. yeah. which is just Sepultura. like old Sepultura. Okay, so like. so does that? Okay, but so, so regardless of style, though, I mean, is there like where is that line for you? Like like as a fan, I think no matter what, it's okay, unless if that person it, completely changes the band. Okay, like like if if somebody came in and let's say you have a pop band, somebody came in, you know, because somebody got fired, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden they're like rock and roll, like I wouldn't think that's okay because they're a pop band, why all of a sudden are they playing rock and roll because this one guy came in. Okay. So they have to wanted maintain... to play rock and roll. So like that's when it's not okay, but I guess like Kiss is a great example cuz they still sound like Kiss no matter what. Sure. When you hear Kiss live, you don't have to look at it and say that's Kiss. And no matter if it's a you know, a 70s recording or, okay. or something from yesterday. 
recorded. So, so is, it, as long as it's okay, if it sounds the same and they're not like, and the person who replaced them isn't like over the top of themselves. What if it's a band that's not been around? I mean, Kiss is, they, they've been around for so long at this point. So there is an established that's true. elements to like the Kiss sound, if you will, or the Kiss vibe of things. Does that make a difference? Like, does it have to, does, does it, what if it's a band they've released maybe one or two albums and for whatever reason, that person, that, you know, one of the people's gone, they replace them. Does it matter as much if it's a, a younger still band? It still because I, no matter what, I bands think, still have lineup changes. I mean, like, for yeah. Kiss, I mean, it's like people come for a Kiss. Right. I mean, they come to hear the sound, the vibe, the makeup, the whatever. If it's a new band, I mean, I think that they have the creative liberty to, like, you know, feel things out. Yeah. see their vibe. I think it depends on the situation. Like, if... Like, it depends on which member is actually... That was going to be my next question, and I no offense yeah. to say, like, drummers and bass players, but, but, no but do you know... I mean, well, now... Well, <laughs> but no, 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 but I mean, like, there, there are some... Now, there are some exceptions, obviously. If, if Rush... Because there's been talk of this, because Neil Peart is done. He said yeah, he's he, done. He said and, he can play drums, just not Neil Peart drums. Right. He made a comment in a documentary. He's like, if I was playing, you know, I can play like the Rolling Stones songs. He's like, but I can't do this. And, and to be honest, it's not for want of trying. I mean, the guy's been through enough. you got to kind of give him the respect of letting him do that. So there's been talk of, should they replace him with, you know, any number of other drummers and still call it Rush? Would the guy, you know, would they even want to do it? You, you know, you bring up a yeah. really good point, but but he's a rare case. Most, I'm sorry, most drummers don't have quite that specific. I mean, some do, but it's not very common. Well, that's I mean, kind of like the Dream Theater thing, too. Oh, yeah. Okay, no, yeah. When Mike Gordon said he left, nobody thought that he could be replaced. Because right. they're like, oh, he sings, and like he's such, he's such a creative driving force in mm -hmm. the band. And then they got Mike Mangini, and I'm like, Mike Mangini Dream Theater is like better. just as good, if not better, sure. than well, Mike Portnoy Dream Theater. Sure. And they're young enough that even though they've had a long history, bad, yeah. well, but they're young <laughs> enough. What I mean by that though is, is that they can still grow. Like, like there's a That's point true. where when you get you know a certain age of of performer where it's a it's I'm sorry it gets impractical. But you also you know and and that's okay. I'm not saying that's a criticism. Dream Theater's young enough that moving in a different direction or adding things, like they did that whole concept thing um, recently, I forget what it was called, but it was like a huge production of this of this one album that they got into like all kinds of additional media and all these things they'd never done before, and it was kind of like, yeah, that's a really cool evolution forward. That doesn't tend to always happen. A lot of bands kind of, you know, they'll maybe A lot of bands stop. get stuck. Yeah. Well, like, so, oh, well, this is a lot of bands, like, this kind of fall apart, especially if a... Smaller bands, sure. Where the name, like uh, I've been thinking about kind of uh, Pink Floyd, the whole time after the wall and stuff. After all the, you know, after the stuff. Right, right, right. Um, the albums after that, this they just doesn't just doesn't even sound anything. True, but on the other hand, you know, so basically Roger Waters leaves, yeah. but there's still this element of Pink Floyd to it, and and some of it's also how much of a fan you are, and then yeah. I think deciding. Like with the Freddie Mercury thing, I think is a really good example of it in that it's kind of like, I just like to see Brian May playing guitar. I like to see Roger Taylor playing drums. Okay, I get it. It's not Queen. It's not 1986, that last tour, which is just mind-numbingly amazing. But that's not even going to be an option anymore. 
And then you think about the fact that Freddie talked about the fact that when he was alive, he said there will be a point where I'm not so sure me running around on <coughs> stage is going to be anything other than ridiculous. Now, obviously, we'll never know. But, you know, I mean, what, what happens... I don't know if you guys know, like, here's another, and this is, again, a classic band, but, like, Led Zeppelin. Mm -hmm. So, the, has anybody seen the O2 performance from, like, 2007? No, you can find it on YouTube. I think I saw it. Yeah, it's, it's really good. I mean, it's really well done. But that's been it. After that happened, there was this talk that everybody but Robert Plant wanted to do some more work. And they supposedly, I think they even, like, they had Steven Tyler from Aerosmith, I think, may have sung with them. <laughs> And, and, you know, who knows what that would have sounded like, if it would have been good, bad, or what otherwise. But it kind of stopped, and I forget who it was, but somebody, I want to say it was like Eddie Trunk, um, who's got this brilliant, um, Eddie Trunk is just, he, he's amazing, um, kind of metal-oriented, but uh, uh, journalist and, and, and music um, sort of authority, if you will. He, um, he basically pointed out that, unfortunately... For Jimmy Page, he can't do anything, it seems, without it being referred to as Led Zeppelin or a Led Zeppelin wannabe. Or he can't, it's like he's not allowed to replace Robert Plant. Why does he have to call it Led Zeppelin? Why, does, why can't it be something else? But at this point in his career and his, you know, everything's connected to that. Like the, the public as a whole seems to not be willing to let him make what the about changes. Like Jimmy Page and the Blackbirds. Like, they did a couple albums back okay. in, like, the late 90s, I thought. Sure. But nowadays, it becomes even harder. And as he gets older, and everybody is... I mean, unfortunately, when you say Jimmy Page, I think you're going to be hard-pressed to find anybody who knows who he is who doesn't immediately go, oh, yeah, Led Zeppelin. Like, they're not going to... You know, he, he's done a whole bunch of different things that have all been great. So... So, what, so when is it bad... You said that when they change it completely. Like, if that, I feel like if that member, like the new member, kind of takes authority. Okay. Is what I like really meant. Like, because you're just like kind of like a replacement. So you shouldn't be like the driving force in the band. What about like Corrosion Conformity? Like, they start out as like a crossover thrash band. And then. Well, like that's as a whole, joined. though. Like, somebody didn't just join and say, this is what we're going to do now. Yeah, like, yeah. I think if somebody does that, that's like. Okay. That's when it becomes a problem. Yeah, if it's an executive decision, this is what we're doing now mm -hmm. because I thought so. I don't think that that's okay. So, like, if somebody joined a band with the purpose of changing the band's yeah. sound, mm -hmm. what if it doesn't happen on purpose? It just happens organically, but the change does happen. And I'm thinking of, I am thinking actually now of of Journey. I don't know if you guys know this or not. Steve Perry was not the original singer of that band. They yeah. did not. Their their first several albums are amazing. They don't sound anything like what, when you say Journey, what people think of now. <laughs> They're very progressive. They're very jazzy. They're very... Um, there's a lot of Santana influence, to be perfectly honest with you. Steve Perry comes in almost on a whim and just slowly over time, not even that slowly, starts to become kind of like the driving creative force behind the band, but he is the new guy. Yeah. And it dramatically changes the sound. I mean, if it's over time, it gives some time for like everybody else to okay get used to it like accept it i mean yeah. right yeah if it's if you're changing the band's sound organically like you said i mean i feel like everyone's agreeing to it hey i like the sound of this right. i mean that's good for them they're cre they're taking they're using their creative abilities and changing okay. how they want to be 
I don't know, like, I mean, like, scene? if it's a slow change, it's fun. Yeah. Is it bad if it's the same, though? Like, no. no. I think if it's the same, it's, if anything, impressive. Yeah. But yeah. I do like the new Metallica album. You know, it's, I like the new sounds... Metallica album. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, here we go. Oh, no. <laughs> there we go. I thought it was, I thought it was, no. I thought it was pretty good. It's like a Metallica cover band. Well, that is true. Well, that that brings me back to like the shuffle tour. That thing. burns. That's okay. <laughs> no, but what? No, well, no, 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 like in the Kill 'em All days, okay. all they were trying Whoa. to do was make money, right? Okay. They were trying to do stuff so that they could do what they're enjoying. So now they're from trying to continue to guide them. Like, well, but that's also the. I mean, that's human nature. They want to keep playing and making stuff, and I mean, I mean, it's been a while, a while though. I feel like they were ready to make that album, though. I don't feel like it was like they it wasn't pr- they weren't pressured to do it by anybody. They sure. wanted to do it because it's been a while since they made music. I would have been happy if they broke up after Reload, to be honest. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right. I well, mean, what, what they should have done is they should have just got a better drummer, but... Yeah. Well... <laughs> but, but to be honest, you may, you know... You know... You can argue all these different points about, you know the quality of this and the quality of that, but the thing that Lars does bring to that band that's important is he's a incredibly important foil for James. He brings his tennis skills, too. Whatever. <laughs> no, and he's, he's become an easy target, but the fact of the matter is, is the combination of the two of he them together... He's not to play in time. But the combination... <laughs> the combination of the two of them together that's does true. create something, and you, you know... Well, did somebody you hear James brought up Hatfield and Dave Lombardo play. That sounded better than. <laughs> well, and some, and one of the reasons why, one of the reasons, one of the reasons why, one of the reasons why, Carson. Oh my God! There's so much hate being no, thrown around. No, 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 no. Man. These are, and, and at the end of the day, we all love Metallica. No, 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 but okay, no, but here's my here's my bigger point though. What's What's the thing that we really tend to focus on when bands, you know, make those changes? So, for example, um, you know, uh, Motley Crue at one point, um, you know, they lose their drummer. They lose their singer. I mean, there was all these different things, and they brought in people deliberately. I forget who she was, but at one point they did It was the drummer of Hole. Yeah, and, and she um, was really yeah, good. Yeah, my mom said she actually saw that tour, which is cool. I've, I've only seen video of it, but it's a but, um, good concert. It was really good. They did really good, but also you have to think that that was just temporary because Tommy Lee ended up being back in the of band course. anyways. Of course. That's, so That's like, I think, kind of back to the Kiss thing. They did what they could have. They did what they tried with Eric, and then they thought it was time to you know do the reunion tour. Sure. And then they did that, and then when they brought back in Eric, it made sense because it was like... Peter's like eighty. <laughs> well, know, and also so, he doesn't want to do it. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean there's a reality. Just do it. it was very clear he did not really want to do it beyond that reunion. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ace is brilliant, but well, Ace just left because they did the farewell tour, and then he didn't like come back. And they're right. like, "Where are you?" And but he's like, well, that was the farewell tour. Right. Well, but then again, on the other hand, now they're doing things like 
Gene and he are like doing gigs together. I mean, there's all these weird like, and it's, that's the other thing too. When bands that get older, they should do one tour where every living member of Kiss who's ever been in Kiss does one big tour together in all of their. It'd be like, like the outfits. Yes Union tour from the nineties yeah. where they did yeah. it, which is both like, like horrifying and awesome. Back in with like the Monk and he stuff just came. Like he just kind of came out of retirement recently, and, and that, he's and doing a, uh, the Gene Simmons. Song yeah, exactly, and and that was the other thing too is. Eric Clapton pointed this out when they did the Cream reunion in like 2003, 2004. People were like, why, you know, it's been literally 40 some odd years, why now? And he said something that I thought was very interesting. He said, honestly, because I looked around and I realized that at my age, we're getting to a point where, you know, we don't have to do this and we can keep saying we don't want to, we don't want to, but at a certain point, we're not going to be able to. So he felt like they should get together one more time just so that they could do it. I think that's why the Zeppelin reunion happened. I think that's the same reason why you see people like Gene Simmons maybe burying the animosity hatchet with Ace Frehley and with Vinnie Vincent and all these other people. I wonder if that, I mean, that's in a way, that's a benefit of age. And the all these replacement people is maybe with they kind of... comes wisdom. Or, or yeah, or maybe just maybe just a lack of Time. wanting to fight things that a are lack not of wanting working. to care and doing it for the people. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Or so maybe money. he just wants money. And well, that's my other question. That's my other question. <laughs> how do you know? How do you know when it's in all seriousness? How do you know, or how do you decide this is just a money grab? I don't want, like, I love this band, I like these people that are in the band, but this feels like this is just a money grab, I don't want to support See, them. I kind of felt that, well, no, like, ideas kind of staying with the Kiss thing, like, the That's Kiss okay. Symphony thing, I felt like it was a little bit of both, because it was like, oh, come see Kiss at the Symphony, which sounds like a ridiculous idea, and they, that's what they all said, True. and it was cool, and it would, but... I also I feel like it was a money grab because they only did it once, sure. and the, the the whole big thing was this is a one time sure. thing, and that's where like the money grab came in from that because they could charge. But if crazy they toured, if they toured it, sure. then it wouldn't have been you know it wouldn't have been right. like a money did, grab. Was that a, and I don't know enough about it. Did they did it really just they they only ever intended it once, or was it they did it and then they were like you know what uh, no they they only intended it to do it once. okay so, it was just so that's one. valid they, yeah they brought Peter back to sure. Yeah. Okay, so here's another. I'm sorry, you had. Yeah. Well, no, this isn't. This isn't there. This is about something else. Okay. Did, what, what was the name of the Sex Pistols reunion tour? It was literally. I think it was like something like about beating a dead horse line. No, it was. Uh, no, no, something no, that about was actually being a money grab. Yeah, they, yeah, they were very much. It was, well, it was yeah. like yeah, it was and they're a whole. They're a yeah. They're a whole another topic yeah. where they have to literally posture everything now. If they don't come out as angry and upset about every conceivable like standard sort of. Well, that's just then. because that's how that's them. I'm right. actually reading a book about it. Was kind the of 70s? About that. Of course you are. Books. That's cool though. Um, it's interesting. No, stuff. and it's just like it's just like this like punk rock band that hasn't like toured like 16 years, and then they all come back as like middle aged guys, <laughs> and they're but they're just they're doing the tour, and it's supposed to be like a reunion tour, and like everything is going wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Very spinal tap. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, actually. Wow. So okay, so let me ask you one more scenario. Because I am curious I about this. And, and this is... That's I like the greatest movie, movie ever. I love that it. unfortunately... We should be, watch in class. We can't. Yeah, we should. No, it's fine. Rated, I can, yeah, I'll, bring, I'll bring my desk. You'll Fair enough. No. Um, okay, <laughs> let me ask you a question. So I have, one more, I have one more scenario. So what about when enough people... And this is actually currently happening right now. When I, I personally really like this band. What happens when you have enough people replaced for whatever reasons that you wind up 
with two versions of the band existing simultaneously. Sepultura. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because the Cavalier Conspiracy half of their show is just Sepultura. I can song. do you one better though. I'm literally <laughs> thinking of Yes. There are literally That's two true. versions yeah, of Yes, yes and they're both called Yes. Yeah. And they're very different shows and they both have a legitimate claim to being the called original. Yes. And it's crazy. I That's true. Think okay, so oh. I think one of them should just get another name. No. Well, one of them no. had another name, and then they got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. One was called ARW. It was Anderson, Rabin, Wakeman, which worked. And I, 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 I'm a big fan of all three of those guys. And they then, yes, finally, I mean, we should have a conversation about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame at some point, but finally gets inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And immediately after that, they're like, wait a minute. John Anderson's like, I own 50% of the, the rights to the name. Yes, Uh-oh. we're using oh the name. So now gosh. you have that. Well, no, but it's a legitimate point. And the guy who oh, owns yeah. the other parts, one of them died, oh. Chris Squire. Oh, and it's a legitimate. Died. Chris Squire died in 2015, I think, 2016. Oh, dude. We have um, yeah, he's a, I mean, he was, uh, he was an amazing player. But, but so now you have this band called Yes Official, which has some members of the band. <laughs> and you have Yes featuring ARW, literally, that's what they're called, featuring other members of the band simultaneously touring the world for the. 50th, which is a whole crazy other number just in itself, 50th anniversary of the band's beginnings, both doing really well. The Yes Official Band has other members that have come in and out of the band, because there's been like two dozen of them, coming on stage and playing pieces of songs and stuff like that as guest artists. The other band has the original singer with the keyboard player who everybody kind of recognizes, with the guitar player who basically took them... They weren't obscure, but basically gave them a lot of their like worldwide fame. And a new rhythm section that, candidly, as much as I love Alan White, he's had a lot of health problems, the drummer, who's in the Yes Official version. They've got a rhythm section that's got a lot more power and energy now. In this, and so it's like, which one do you which one do you go to? Which one do you support? Or is this know the what you're talking I watched the, the Rock and Roll Hall. When Yes played, they had yeah. him Something playing drums, and then somebody yeah. else was playing and they were, on the other side yeah. of the stage yeah. in the shadows. Yes. And, it was, and he wasn't even playing yeah. the same. He wasn't no. moving and it was legs. And it was sad, but it was all... I mean, he's... And, and the problem is, is that I, and in some respects, and I agree with you completely, but I also look at Alan White and, like, first of all, Yes should have been in the Hall of Fame literally 25 years earlier. They should they, it was it, it was ridiculous. That was the same, in my opinion, with Kiss, too. That, yeah. They were in the Rock and there's Roll Hall of Fame. There's a lot of... Iron Maiden is not Maiden in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's insane. What? Where they aren't? No, they are. There's a list of... But do you know what is? Why is Keith Emerson not in the Hall of Fame? There's so many people who don't don't even play rock and roll who are in the rock and roll. Which is even more ridiculous. Right, and we'll have another conversation. But my point is about Alan White with the drumming thing. You are 100% correct, but I do think... I, I do credit them for allowing him sort of the courtesy of he's finally put in the Rock and Roll of Fame. He should at least be able to be centered on stage... For that, because he earned it. I mean, this is a guy who, I mean, he played with John Lennon, he played with everybody, and he's a hugely important drummer in the world of rock. <coughs> the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame just screwed up, and it took him literally 25 years to, I mean, these guys, Deep Purple just finally got in. I know. How does that not happen? I mean, I, I, I we could go on forever. This, this my, my point is, is that, you know, there's all these weird cases. Is it just come down to, and then, and then we'll finish up, does it really just at the end of the day come down to if you like the band and their music, as long as they're being true to that um, history or true to that original intention, 
it doesn't really make a difference or does it does it matter that it's not the original people Oh, I mean, I'm upset that Kiss is like Scad Kiss now, but okay. it's also Kiss. Like, let's go see ACDC with uh, with uh, <laughs> <laughs> Axel Rose. Yeah. Well, but supposedly there's a new album, and they've even got tracks that were recorded with um, Malcolm. That but they're that now also be the finishing. Thing, like, like Tool wouldn't be Tool. They do. Without they do. like Danny Carey on drums, I, I don't think okay. anybody could replace Danny Carey on okay. drums. Okay. Well, so so certain obviously they're like and like Rush, we talked about Neil Peart and stuff like that. But I'm, I'm just saying in general, what well, for s- just like hypothetically, yeah, it's okay. fine. It's okay. So it's, but, it's back well, to what you said about the change. As long yeah, as the change as isn't long too as intense. The change isn't too okay. insane. I mean, like if you go from. On it depends on who's getting replaced. Okay. Yeah. That well, that's also yeah. true. Like I like I don't think Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons could ever be replaced in Kiss because they, they claim they, they are will be Kiss. They claim they they, they even, I mean there are people can. who claim they've already been replaced occasionally in shows just to see if it'll work. I I don't know. Didn't I see Paul? Maybe Gene. I could see Gene yeah. doing that, but Paul wouldn't do that. I don't know. Paul's too narcissistic, narcissistic okay. to do that to himself. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. It's true. So, He's not wrong. Oh <laughs> Poor Carson's about to have a heart attack over here. <laughs> okay, Andrew, we'll give you the last comment. What I, have, you got? I have two things to say. Two last um, comments. So one of them is that Yes Official sounds like, like a social media account for Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair enough. And secondly, I think if a, a major driving force in your... Uh, in band. your band it is leaves or dies or whatever for whatever reason they're not in the band anymore. Okay. I think in most cases it's time to make a new band. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So maybe yeah. the uh, the remaining members continue working together but yeah. call it something else. Yeah, yeah, and maybe even like but a new person. But you can't do that if you're on a big scale, I don't yeah. think. Well, I mean, like, like if you're if you are Well, you yes. could but you lose out on uh, the you marketing would lose part out of it. and um, well, and like, so yeah. many people would be mad at for you at you for that. Like if yes all of a sudden yeah. said if yes official is like we're going to call ourselves no. Right. <laughs> Instead, right. Like, how many people? Kind of brilliant in that case, but yeah. No, but it's a fair would, point. Like, would like yeah. right, probably. Over well, that. a lot of their fans would be upset. On the other hand, a lot of fans, you if you like, if you look at like when on videos and stuff of the concerts on both sides, people ripping apart. It's not you know without John, it's not the same. Oh, without Steve on guitar, it's not this. Without Alan, it's not, I mean, they're and they're you know, well, Chris died, so none of it matters, and you know. There's always somebody who's going to have well, a problem. Well, if you look at every yeah. KISS video on YouTube and you go in the comments section, it's like, oh, this KISS concert or Scab KISS not the same without Ace Freely and Peter sure. Chris. So that's always going to be a topic in right. with right. fans. But sure. when it comes down to it, if the band can still stay together with uh, with new members being replaced, I think it would be okay. Even if like all the members are dead, but that band's still touring with completely new people, okay. as long as it's... It, I think it's still okay. To so just it's just about intent. To, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that's good. With that, thank you all for coming in. All right, so there you have it. Another episode of the Creativity and Music and Music Education podcast featuring a great group of Arcadia High School Creative Musical Arts and Sciences students. Really hope you enjoyed this episode. It was a lot of fun having that conversation with these students and getting their perspective. As always, you can find out more about the Arcadia High School Creative Musical Arts and Sciences program at ArcadiaCMAS.com, and you can always find me at RichardMaxwell.net. Please consider subscribing to us on iTunes or anywhere else that you may listen to podcasts, and hope you have a great rest of your week, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye.